0: Welcome, it's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith. We are living life in the spirit. Hallelujah, it's good to be back with you tonight. We've had a couple of days where we haven't broadcast. Thank you so much for your patience. Oh, we've got extra audio coming on here. (laughs) Anyway, it's a blessing to be with you. Uh, The last couple of days, I've just, uh, you know, after this operation on my nose with the sinus stuff, sometimes I get these weird headaches come on. And even though I've been in the studio down here in preparation, I just uh, have not had the ability to go live and just uh, felt the Ruach HaKodesh say, you know what, just get some rest tonight. Just rest up and let's get ready uh, for what is going on. Because, you know, you know, I'm going to be speaking tonight on Matthew chapter 6, the kingdom way, and, you know, this really opens up the reason why You know, why we don't always switch the cameras on. It's not always about what happens in public, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes in the spirit, and it can be quite tiring sometimes in the midst of spiritual warfare. Anyway, so I just want to take a moment just to give a shout out to everyone that's tuning in. If you're tuning in on YouTube and Facebook, welcome. We appreciate you joining with us live across the multiple Facebook channels as well, um, which is a blessing. Uh, If you're listening by podcast later, thanks for joining with us. I want to encourage you, find our email in the description, Kenny at build those of Faith.com. Send us an email, let us know where you're watching from, if you're enjoying the podcast. It's a blessing that we can get the podcast out within 30 minutes of the broadcast tonight. It will go out and podcast around the world and on multiple channels all over the place. What a blessing! Hallelujah! Anyway, just giving a shout out to those who are tuning in right now. Let me see where we're at here. We've got Lola with us. <clears throat> Welcome, Lola. We've got Yogi. We've got B. We've got Esther in Australia. Good to see you, Esther. We've got Carn in North Carolina. We've got Cassandra as well with us in Georgia. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. <clears throat> oh, something's stuck in my throat. We'll get there anyway. What a blessing. Like I said, take a moment just to share with others. If you're just tuning in, share this broadcast with others. Our focus is to edify and build the body of Messiah. We don't always know what's going to take place during these broadcasts. We just want the outworking of the Holy Spirit just to fill our lives, to bring forth encouragement, to strengthen us. And you know, there's one thing that goes on in uh, Judaism that's very different from how we live our life. Judaism, they study for the sake of study. So their yeshivas, they have no end, they have no purpose. But we study. To put the word into action. Hallelujah. So we don't just study for the sake of study. And I've seen so many people that are growing in the scriptures, and what do I see them do? Studying for the sake of study. So you get all puffed up and you're learning all this stuff. But if you're not applying it to your life, if you're not living the life, what do we have? We just have this ongoing circle going nowhere. So I just want to encourage you that every time we come to the Word, I want I want you to come with the mindset, Father, as I come to the Word, I want to apply the word to my life. I want your word to be effective to my life. So let's just take a moment to pray. Father, we want to thank you for this day. We proclaim it's not by might nor by power, but it's by the Ruach HaKodesh, says Yehovah. We break the assignments of the enemy over our life and we pray that as we go into the scriptures as we do life together right now that you will minister to us father we stand in the gap for what's taking place here in the land of israel as well uh 10 days moving into the 11th day of war here in the land of israel we come against terrorism hamas we break the spirit behind you in yeshua's name we say, uh, shrivel up and die. May your whole system be run into the sea in Yeshua's name. May the IDF and the Israeli Air Force destroy your hiding places that you will be hunted like dogs and uh, and and basically cast into the sea in Yeshua's name. And that the, the people of Israel will be able to rest in peace in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Well, you might think, well, that's a little rough. You know, as a believer, shouldn't we just be praying blessing? Let me tell you something. We come against evil. We come against evil intent. If you're on my Facebook page, you would have seen the news reports that we put out on an ongoing basis. There was one I put out today, which is very interesting. It was from the Israel Defense Forces uh, Facebook page. And they said, if you don't want to listen, to us then listen to them and they they play uh, a whole broadcast of Hamas and all the things they say and what they stand for you know and you know if if the the governments of the world if the UN and all these guys would just listen to what these guys are preaching I don't know. <laughs> Look, it's a spirit, isn't it? They don't get it. You know, we've got countries sending money to these terrorists and what they're doing. They're building, you know, uh, five hundred kilometers of tunnels underneath Gaza. Incredible! How many levels? How many channels is that? That's underground to hide weapons to uh, to prepare to find different ways to attack. Israel. Well, we just break that in Yeshua's name. So anyway, just to give you a quick update before we go into the scriptures, you know, like I said, you know, you can be as connected to this war in the land of Israel or be completely disconnected to the war. And it's really quite interesting because we have those moments, like just before I went live just now, it's now 24 minutes past one in the morning here in Israel. I could hear the roaring of the fighter jets ripping past our proper here in Caesarea, and they're going down the Mediterranean down towards Gaza. So I think, well, I reckon it's the Megiddo airport uh, uh, base in the Galilee uh, where the, the planes are coming up from, and then they're coming down here. Usually, they're nice and quiet going down here at night, and they're not on full throttle. But tonight, you know, if we're moving into a potential Ceasefire with international pressure, not naming any countries. <laughs> you know, uh, Israel's going to be working overtime tonight, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're not caring about how much noise they're making as they're flying down the length or half the, or the majority of the length of the country to get down to their missions in Gaza. And I believe that they will be taking out many. Uh, targets tonight. We've had over I think 400 missiles fired into Israel today. It's an ongoing basis. You, I'm, I'm out in the garden. I can hear the Iron Dome intercepting um, missiles and you know, we're miles away. We're 70 miles from the Gaza border, uh, 30 miles from Tel Aviv and you know, I just heard tonight, you know, someone in Hersalia just uh, you know, past Netanya, if you know the the map and the uh, the position of cities within the country. and they're terrified at the noise of the interceptions over Tel Aviv and, and what it sounds like. Um, so anyway, we've just got to uh, pay attention to these things and what's happening. In fact, sorry, let me just put this onto a different mode here. <laughs> As I'm saying this, what you can hear is you can hear uh, that there is uh, sirens going off in Beersheba. In the Negev area, that's coming through right now. I've just switched my phone system onto uh, Wi-Fi because uh, if there's any alerts and things that go off in this area, I'll need to hear about it. Um, obviously, being down here on the underground, I'm probably not going to hear any sirens that's taking place upstairs, so you're reliant pretty much on your phone. And these things are happening. But what I was saying is you can be connected... As much as you want to this war are disconnected, you know, you you know most of Israel, even in Tel Aviv tonight, they're all out, they're in the restaurants, they're drinking coffee, they're like, you know, we're just trying to get normal life. And they know that when those sirens go off, you've got 10 seconds. Like, where are you going to get to in 10 seconds sitting in a restaurant, you know, across from a, a public bomb shelter? It's just high risk on uh, where you position yourself at this difficult time. We also have events that are going on across the country of mobs, Arabs looking for Jews. And then you've got Jews going out looking for Arabs. Why Why are many Jews going out? It's not just extremist Jews that are going out. It's Jews going out because there's not enough police or military on the streets protecting the public that uh, some take it into their own uh, hands to go and uh, search out for these Arab groups, but you also have the anger within both sides, Arab and you, you know uh, yesterday I shared a story about um, about uh, a business owner in Ora Kiva and has different company companies same same industry, I won't name the industry, uh, about six different locations with Arab workers and he had to go in and protect his Arab workers from being beaten up and attacked. He had to physically intervene and stop Jews from uh, kicking the living daylights out of these Arab workers to such a level that some of these Arab workers weren't coming to work because they're scared for their life. There's a lot of panic. So you have this minority of aggression. It certainly feels like we're potentially on the edge of a third intifada. This is exactly the type of things we saw at the beginning of the second intifada uh, in the year 2000. So anyway, a lot of prayer is needed for the land of Israel. So stand in prayer and, you know, like I said, you can be connected or disconnected. One minute we're in intercession, we're praying, we're keeping an eye on what's taking place, the rockets and things that are coming in, the news feeds that are coming in. And the next, you know, You're cutting the grass or you're making dinner. Uh, You know, you're trying to do normal life amongst all the different things that is happening. So I appreciate everyone who is praying for us here in the land of Israel. Keep praying. We've had a few uh, missiles. Four missiles were fired from Lebanon this afternoon. Two landed in an Arab village in northern Israel in open fields. That was good. Yesterday, we had foreign workers. Uh, Two were killed um, eight se- uh, seriously injured uh, things are not easy you know it's not easy you just don't know where things are going to happen we are definitely within reach even though we haven't had any missiles land near here there's been graffiti in our area uh, of uh, Hamas uh, um, promotion uh, graffiti that's been placed around our area here so we know that people are out Aggressive, angry at the things that's going on. And um, then, of course, we've got to deal with the international media. That's why I've been posting on Facebook what's going on. Because if you rely on Fox News or CNN, especially CNN or BBC, one of the worst, um, Sky News, if you rely on these types of channels, you are not going to get the perspective of what's really going on in this land, what's taking place. You've got to get connected to the news that's coming out from the land because these foreign uh, news media outlets are not giving you the truth. They are against Israel on many regard. So anyway, I just want to share that with you. Keep praying. But, you know, it's not it's not that the, the pressure is overwhelming, but, you know, we are pressing in and we are praying through these things. And when you're moving into intercession and prayer... It's exhausting, plus at night, you know, our whole focus is not about getting a whole night's sleep. You're listening to everything that's happening, uh, you know, so that you're keeping alert even through the night. So you're not getting full night's sleep either. So it's quite an exhausting time over this last 10 days. But, um, you know, we'll see how things go in the coming days, you know. Anyway, we thank you, Father, for the word. And as we read the word, we see the victory in our lives. And like I said, you know, we need the body of Messiah to rise up and pray in these times. You know, if you are not in Yeshua, your prayer has no effect. If you are not in Yeshua, how are we going to see heaven move on our behalf? We need to be those that stand in the gap on behalf of the nations. We need to stand in the gap, uh, you know, to push back evil. Hallelujah. So these are important things that we are called to do as part of the body of Messiah. The whole reason why why we're not just uh, taken to heaven after we receive Yeshua, there's a work for us to be done. <laughs> Let's share the scripture right now before we do Matthew 6. It's found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Put the glasses on. You are the salt of the earth. Hallelujah. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under the bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine. Before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your heavenly Father. Hallelujah. I want to share that scripture because it interacts really with the first verse that we see in Matthew chapter 6. And, you know, as we look at uh, the kingdom way, uh, before we we get into these scriptures, I want to tell you the kingdom way is not the same way as uh, the world's way, and you know we can say, oh yeah, yeah, we know that. Yeah, but there's one thing to to know that the kingdom way is different from the world's way. It's another thing to walk the kingdom way. So we've got to identify how to walk the kingdom way. And we need the strategy of the Ruach HaKodesh in the midst of trial, in the midst of difficult times. We need to know what to do by the Ruach HaKodesh. What is the Spirit saying? And it might be contrary to how the world is working. You might have to take... Um, decisions that's based from a spiritual perspective and not from what you see in the flesh. We can have insight by the spirit, and this is what is important. So let's read verse one of chapter six. It says, "Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So be careful." Don't do your acts of righteousness before man. It's not about what we're doing before men, Because if you just get your reward off men, why should the Father give you a reward? But if you are doing what uh, what you are called to do in the place of secret, what's going to take place? It says in verse 2, So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and on the streets. To be honored by men, I tell the truth, they've received the reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So if we look at this, it says, Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. What does that mean? It means the conflict of what goes on in the flesh can affect your decisions. You know, don't let your left hand because you're thinking about what you're going to do with resources. But, you know, it's be spontaneous in the spirit. And some people don't like that. But kingdom life is very spontaneous. It's responding by the spirit, It's being carried by the Spirit. You know, if we've got our lives lined correctly and, you know, in... This, these areas that we're talking about, we're talking about giving, we're talking about prayer. Uh, th- there's all different parts to uh, fasting, uh, finances, worry. You know, these are the things that we see within this chapter. And as we start to look at how they all come together, it really is quite incredible. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret Then your father will see what is done in secret, and he will reward you. I want you to keep your finger in this portion of Scripture, and I want you to go to Colossians. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3, and I want to share a word that transformed my life in the workplace. And, you know, I really believe this is important. In verse 22, Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything. And do it not only when their eyes are on you uh, to win their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for Yahovah. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for Yahovah, not for men. Whatever you do. And, you know, this is how we should be in our work. This is how we should be in our diligence. If you're being paid to do a job, are we uh, doing what is right? Just be, You know, not just because the boss is there, but are we doing what is right even when people are not there? And if we work for ourselves, you know, how are we treating people? Are we working as unto Yahovah? It's not about usury. We don't use people. We want to work as unto Yahovah, not to men. And, and, you know, I love what it says, verse 24, Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from Yahovah as a reward. It is the Lord Messiah you are serving. Anyone who does wrong will will will, will be repaid for his wrong, and there is no favoritism. Hallelujah. So there's an order, and what do we see here? There's an inheritance To receive an inheritance. You know, we're called to leave an inheritance to the next generation. And it's not always about money, but are we sowing with our lives to leave something uh, that goes on beyond uh, the grave, beyond our lives? Are we living in that way? I want us to turn to Acts chapter 20 as well. Let's go there, Acts chapter 20. It says uh, in verse 32, and then this is uh, Paul, he's in Ephesus, he's about to get ready to sail back to right here, to Caesarea. Hallelujah. Now, I commit you to Elohim and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Now, we're talking about inheritance, kingdom Inheritance. Now, I commit you to Elohim and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. I have not yet coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You, you yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. In everything I did, I showed you... That by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words of Yahovah, or of, of the Lord Yeshua himself. It is more blessed to give than receive. Now, this is not a portion of Scripture that's found within the Gospels. This was something that, you know, uh, Paul received directly from Yeshua. It's more blessed to give than to receive so we thank you father for the blessings of what it truly means to give it's not about what we do before man it's what we do in the secret place it's finding ways to pour into the lives of the needy and uh, we you know we're not doing it for the rewards but it, it's just because of the love because of the way we live our lives we will see the blessing the inheritance and the rewards that the Father has for us. So when we work, let's work as unto Yehovah. That's what he wants us to do. And, you know, I've had so many bosses uh, over the years and and companies that I've worked for, even on consultancy, you know, you're working as unto Yehovah, and they recognize that. They see the devotion on what you do is unto Yehovah. It is... Tireless, it's sacrificial, it's whatever it takes to get the job done. It's not just about clocking in and clocking out and doing the minimum for the maximum wage. That's not what it's about. So this passage of scripture opens up with the importance of giving. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness. We're called to do the word. And this is what's so important about what we see, you know, we see in the life of Yeshua at chapter 5. You know, what's he introducing? He wants you to see and understand what the kingdom of Elohim is Uh, like what what is the life of the kingdom look like how are you going to walk in he starts talking about the spirit of the law not just the letter of the law well brother i didn't commit adultery but you know you looked at a woman in a lustful way and yeshua says you know that that when you do that you're committing adultery well i you know i haven't murdered anyone well if you hate you've murdered yeshua says you know you know you've you've got to understand you know the the depths of what is being said within the Torah and the importance of it. And here, what do we see? How are we practicing? How are we putting into effect the life of the kingdom? How are we living this out? And, you know, I want to put a warning out there. If you've just been going through your life and everything is about what you're receiving. Now, we all know people like that. They're just takers. All they want to do is take, take, take. They don't give. They're not pouring back in. They're not ministering out. And, you know, you're not seeing the overflow of the heart and the mouth speak. It's all give. It's all about take, take, take. And nothing's coming back. And, you know, and what we need in the kingdom life, we need to be in that place where we are applying what it truly means to live this life. You know, we don't do our acts of righteousness before man, we want to uh, be seen before Yahovah, not before man. But you know, do you understand the rewards from heaven? Do we truly understand that? I think a lot of times we miss just how powerful the rewards from heaven are. You know, when we see supernatural increase, when we see divine appointments and holy assignments, when you see uh, new ways open up. Uh, new opportunities to minister the faith, uh, you know, divine appointments and holy assignments to speak into people's lives. All these different things, when they come, it's so amazing. And these are rewards that the Father has for us. You know, that we are uh, treating Yahovah as He is meant to be uh, treated. That we are coming into His presence with sincerity of heart to walk in His ways. And live this out, you know. So don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Now we want to get on to the place of prayer. So we want to be right standing before Yahovah. Believe Elohim. You know, this is how Abraham it was credited to him as righteousness, because he believed God. He believed. And this is one of the key things on living the kingdom life. Believe Elohim. Listen to what he's saying and believe his word. We have got to be a people of prayer. So every believer, you're called to give. You know, if you're not a giver, if you're not sacrificially giving, you know, you've got to challenge yourself. Are we truly in the faith? Because the Father expects us to be givers. Why? Because you can't outgive Elohim. You can't. So we're looking for what we are sowing into. We're looking at what we are giving into to make a difference to the needs of those Uh, who are lacking. Then we're looking at prayer. And, you know, I love this. You know, people call it the Lord's Prayer. It's more the disciples' prayer than it is uh, Yehovah's Prayer. But verse 5, it says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. You know, so what's happening here? You know, Yeshua wants you to see the contrast. Religion versus relationship religion versus relationship well religion has to stand before man because everything is hyped up by what uh, religious people do before each other you know it's self-righteousness and what we see in verse one and now here we're saying well, what are these hypocrites what is it about these hypocrites they're standing and praying all the big prayers but there's no action in the heart so they've got the right things or maybe not the right things coming out their mouth. It's just pride, full speech coming out their mouth. But what? They're hypocrites. They're not living the life. They're not walking in the spirit. And you know, this is why we've got to embrace the gifts of the spirit. We're called to walk in the spirit. Use the gifts the Father has given us in the Spirit. Okay. He says, I tell you the truth. They've received the reward in full, you know, their hypocritical reward. What type of reward is that going to look like? It's not going to be anything like a kingdom blessing. Verse 6, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you have prayed, do not keep on babbling like the pagans. For they think that they will uh, be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This is then how you should pray. But let me just, you know, talk about this for a second. You know, even in in my childhood, when I came to Yeshua, 11 years old, you know, to wake up early in the morning, oh man, I couldn't wait. Listen, I hate sleep. It's like, how you know, how can I live on this least sleep and be in the presence of Yahovah? So at four or five o'clock in the morning, I'd be in my closet before the Father to inquire of him, you know, for a few hours before I would go on my, my run and, uh, you know, run five or six miles every morning. But before I did that, I spent a few hours in the presence of Yahovah, just listening. And when I was running, I'm running and praying in the Spirit, proclaiming in the Spirit, hallelujah. But, you know, the rewards that I saw of coming into that place of the closet. I used to go in the physical closet, you know, go into your room, close the door. The version I was reading before said, go into your closet, not your room. So I'd get in my wardrobe pretty much, sit in the bottom of my flashlight, my Bible. And it wasn't always about what I had to say. It's about coming and being still before Yehovah. Come to that place and sit before him and and say, Father, I acknowledge you. I want to start this day right. I want to come into your presence. I want to receive from you. I don't want to spend all my time babbling like the pagans, thinking that all my words are going to give me a rich reward in the kingdom, but I want to come and just be still and listen. Father, I want to hear from you. I want to know what you have to say. Don't be like those pagans. For your father knows what you need before you ask. And, you know, this is what we've uh, we've got to get to. We've got to understand its relationship. And this is a word for someone. The father knows. You know, you might be in despair thinking, I don't know how I can move forward in the midst of my circumstances and what I'm going through. Well, hear the word of Yahovah. The father knows. May this be a hope to you. Well, you know, it's one thing to hear someone say it. It's another thing to know it in practice. How do we know that the Father knows? Well, go and sit with him. Go and sit with him and rest in the presence of Elohim and receive from him. So this is how you should pray, verse 9. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. First, as we come to pray, we recognize who he is. We recognize where he is. We hallowed his name. We lift up his name. Father, you're my heavenly father. I love you. I hallowed your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. This is a powerful warrior statement. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Oh, wow. Devil, watch out. Here comes the will of Elohim. Through my life. I'm proclaiming the will of Elohim to flow through my life. I'm proclaiming the will of Elohim to take effect over what I'm praying over. Your kingdom come. May the rule of heaven overrule the rule of earth. So if your circumstances on the rule of earth look like you're going one way, you proclaim the rule of heaven and see the victory in Yeshua's name. Give us this day Our daily bread. Well, you know, can't you just go work for it? Your daily bread? Why are we asking the Father to give us this day our daily bread? We're recognizing that the source that we need, even for the nourishment of our bodies, comes from you. Father, we recognize you in every area. We thank you for provision, we thank you for the food. We thank you, especially for the bread in Israel. It's fantastic. I love it. (laughs) I've just got to be careful with it. Forgive us our debts as we also uh, have forgiven our debtors. This is an important uh, portion of Scripture here. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. We have got to forgive others. If you want to walk in the forgiveness of Elohim, you've got to forgive others. You also have to forgive yourself. If you're in a place where you have self-hatred or uh, you know you refuse to forgive yourself, you can't move forward. If you're in unforgiveness to yourself, guess what? You just put yourself in pride above the forgiveness of Elohim. Well, that sounds pretty tough, doesn't it? That Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. You put yourself above the forgiveness of Elohim if you can't forgive others. The Father can't forgive you. Why? You're out of place. You're not in the place to receive forgiveness. You're in the place where forgiveness cannot reach you. Hallelujah. So if you're in that place today and you can't forgive yourself, then you need to take a moment right now and just be free. And I just pray over you right now. Be supernaturally free in Yeshua's name. I break that spirit of pride. I break that spirit of fear. Be broken. And we humbly submit ourselves before Yehovah. And we forgive ourselves. We forgive others for those who've done wrong to us. We forgive them. We want to know what it is to live in the freedom and the knowledge of Messiah. Verse 13, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Lead us not into temptation. Father, lead us into your paths. We don't want to walk in the paths of temptation today. Deliver us from the evil one. Father, we know that you are able to protect us, that you are able to bring us where we need to be. Verse 14. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men, Their sins. Your Father will not forgive you your sins. And you can't get it any more clearer than that. You are forgiven, and those who are forgiven much will love much. And you know, have we disconnected from who we are in the Spirit? Have we disconnected from our first love of what it truly meant when we came to faith? Don't let the love of Elohim. Go cro- grow cold but press in to know him that's why I love this we see uh, righteousness get off of righteousness it's about relationship it's not about what you do before man it's what you do in the presence of Yahweh and the relation to prayer know the father know the father come into his presence he knows what you're going to pray before you even pray it he kn- before you ask he knows so come in and take that time to listen, take that time to hear from heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In verse 18, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces and show men that they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they've received the reward in full. Oh, wow, look at so-and-so and and what they've done. That's so awesome. That's your reward, the praise of man. But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face, so that you will not be obvious to men that you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So take time to stand in the gap on behalf of others. Fast and pray uh, before the Father, not before man. Verse 19, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Let me tell you something. I know people who have spent the majority of their life building up their wealth in preparation for retirement. And then all of a sudden, boom, the retirement fund goes bust. All of their investments, all of the things that they thought they had stored up for latter life is gone. And, you know, thieves can steal, rust can destroy. Store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not steal, where thieves do not break in and steal. What, what, what's all this about? For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Do you trust Yehovah to bring forth in the provision that you need? Is he able to supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory? So we're talking about how are we giving? How are we praying? How are we fasting? <laughs> you know, and money is a big thing. Why? Because it's like the substance of uh, who we are. It's, it's very important. How we spend our money and how we act with our money shows, you know, what we believe. It shows where is our investment. That's why we talk about investing. Are we investing in the kingdom or are we just investing in ourselves, in our own future. For where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is the darkness. What's this talking about? The eyes are the lamp of the... the, The eye is the lamp of the body. Listen, what we are putting in are we receiving the Word, spending our time in the Word, receiving from Yahovah? Are we spending all our time with junk? Are we listening to nonsense all of the time, filling our lives with trash? If you're doing that, guess what? What's on the inside of your heart will just be pure darkness, and that's got to change. How great is that darkness if you choose to live in the ways of this world system? Verse 34, no one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Hallelujah. So there's changes that have to take place on how we deal with resources and how we uh, operate within our life. And it's about serving. You know, are we, are we serving money, the, the spirit of mammon? Or are we serving Elohim, knowing that he is able? And now I just want to talk on worry. Verse 25, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or your body, what you will wear. Is, uh, is not life more important than the food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, for they do not uh, sow or reap. Or store away in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Who have you been? You can't. You can't add to your life with worry. Worry is fruitless. You know it is. It's just going to drain you of your energy, drain you of your time. You know, worry. If you're walking in worry, fear, and doubt. You know, that spirit will take you all the way to the place of destruction. You have got to get over worry, fear, and doubt. And we break that spirit of worry in Yeshua's name. We say to fear, go, doubt, go in Yeshua's name. So where are we at? Yeah, uh, they do not. uh, uh, Oh, yeah. Worry, you can't add a single R to your life. Verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lily of the fields grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If this is how Elohim clothes the grass of the fields, which is here today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? Oh, we need faith. Father. We pray for faith as we are counting down the Omar. We're coming up to Shavuot. Father, we want the kingdom lifestyle to be aligned within our life to bring forth victory in Yeshua's name. So don't worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans, they run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So it's not that they're not needed. It's not that they're not important. But You know, don't think that you've got to accumulate for yourself for the nourishment or, you know, we're talking about feeding the flesh, uh, everything that the flesh wants, but we want to feed our spirit. Hallelujah. So what does it say in verse 33? You know, very important verse that's literally transformed my entire world, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. As well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day is enough trouble of its own. So, listen, each day's got trouble, okay? You're in the trouble. Even though, Father, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil, we recognize trouble's coming. Trouble's coming just dealing with your flesh, never mind anything outside of yourself. Just dealing with the desires of the flesh and and, and what your flesh wants, but we've got to live life in the Spirit. So what we've shared on tonight is we've just touched on the point of how how we are acting in the place of giving, that it's not about our acts of righteousness before men, it's about who we are in the presence of Yahovah. We're talking about prayer, not standing so men see us praying religiously, but stepping aside knowing That you're truly in relationship with Yahovah, That he hears you before you even ask. That you can come and sit in his presence. And it's not all about babbling like pagans. You can sit in his presence and just in those simple words, and those simple moments, transformation can come to your life. We see how we should pray. We see the order of lifting up the Father in heaven above all things. We get to the realization that we're called to bring war. We're called to bring the kingdom. This is part of your calling. This is part of my calling. Your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. We proclaim the rule of heaven over the rule of this earth. So what else are we doing? We're recognizing that our daily provision, everything we have today comes from Elohim. Give us today our daily bread. We don't just need physical bread, but the scriptures. Yeshua, he says, I am the bread of life. Who Whoever partakes of me will never thirst or hunger again. Hallelujah. You've got to eat my flesh and drink of my blood. Forgiveness. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive those. So it's it's action. It's like I said in the beginning. Rabbinical Judaism, they study for the sake of study, but we study to apply. And if you've been listening to what we're saying tonight, and it's convicting you, and you're saying, you know what? I'm saying yes, nay, man, at all the right places, but the reality, does my lifestyle portray what we're talking about here? Because this is the way of the kingdom. We've got to be those who forgive others so we can receive the forgiveness of Elohim. When we fast, it's not about letting everybody know that we're fasting. We want to do it in secret. Wash your face, get on with it. The Father sees what's done in secret and he'll reward you. Why? He will bring forth the answer. You can't pump things up to get the answer to come forth. Just get in the presence of Yehovah. And then when it comes to money... The scripture in Yeshua is teaching, if you spend all your time racking everything up and thinking that you've got to take care of yourself with your ability, with your skill set, with your understanding, guess what? A thief can get you. Rust can get you. You're going to see deterioration on the things that you buy. And uh, that's not how we're called to live. But we're called to store up for ourselves treasures in heaven. That's the best place that we can store up. Why? Because you can tap into it on an ongoing basis. Ephesians chapter 1, every blessing is given to me in the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. We need to know how to pull it down. And then the other point we're, we're dealing in relation to money, what are you putting into your eye gates? What are you putting into your ears? Are you Are you looking at the right things? Are you embracing the right things? Will you take time to study the Word? Will you take time to put the goodness, the nourishment of a mighty God into your life? If you do that, you'll be full of light. But if you fill up your eye gates with nonsense and just junk, you're going to be full of darkness. And that darkness is going to bring devastation and destruction over your life. You can't serve two masters You can't serve Elohim or money. What choice are you going to make? And, you know, we've got to come to that place as we're coming up to Shavuot this weekend. What choice are you going to make? Are you going to make the right choice and serve Elohim, or are you going to serve money? You're going to be worried and in fear over your finances. And on that very statement, on that verse, you can't serve both Elohim and money. Therefore, I tell you, don't worry. (laughs) <laughs> therefore what's the therefore therefore what was written before you know so you think that you've got to do all this before man you think you've got to act all this out so that people see who you are so that you can be elevated and lifted up in this world system instead the father says the way of the kingdom is done in secret the building the training you know the the, the core work of who you are and who you will become happens when nobody's looking hallelujah so we don't worry we we recognize the birds of the air the provision that they have we recognize the lilies we recognize uh, uh you know the the flowers and how beautiful they are solomon wasn't even as awesome as them we recognize that he's clothed all of them he wants to clothe us where's our faith oh you of little faith no, I'm going to be one that's not going to worry. I'm going to stand in faith. So we don't need to worry about the things of this life. If we will do what? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given. Oh, you know, I can't seek first the kingdom. I've just got to know how to pay the bills. I've just got to get organized and get ready. Let me tell you something. You need to seek first the kingdom of Yehovah because you might have a suddenly that comes up in the next couple of months or the next couple of years that takes you in a total tailspin in this world system. And if you have sought first his kingdom and his righteousness, you're going to see the blessing of how he takes care of you. Thank you, Father. So tomorrow is tomorrow. So let's live today knowing that he is faithful. Let's use the provision that we have today For today to make a difference knowing that he is able hallelujah father we thank you for this word we thank you for the words of Yeshua that we have read tonight I pray father that you set a fire within our spirit that we will move into a whole new dimension of what it truly means to walk in the ways of the kingdom father that you will uh, do a mighty work within us that we will proclaim your name that we will know what it means to come to that place of prayer. We bless you, Father, in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. You know, getting into your closet, going to that secret place, in the place of prayer, we see in Second Kings chapter 4, we see Elisha, you know, the widow's son is dead, and, you know, he comes, she goes, finds him. What have you done? You know, you've given me this son, then he's dead. You know, is this a curse? Uh, you know, am I paying the price for my past sins? And then verse 32, when when Elisha reaches the house where the boy is lying dead on his couch, he went in, he shut the door on the two of them. He basically shut the door on everybody else. It's, you know, this is not a show, it's not a circus. He didn't put the webcams on, he just shut the door. And, and what did he do? He prayed to Yehovah. Then he got up on the bed and laid upon the boy, mouth to mouth, uh, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. As he stretched himself out upon the body, the body grew warm. Elisha turned away and walked back and forth in the room. And and then he got on the bed and stretched uh, out upon him once more. And the boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Elisha summoned um, Gehazi uh, and said, Call the Shumite. uh, And he did. And when she came, he said, Take your son. She came in and she fell at his feet and bowed down to the ground. Then she she took her son and went out. He went into that place, closed the door. He prayed. He said, I don't want anyone here. I want to get in that place of prayer. You want to get in an un- interrupted environment, place of prayer, hear from heaven and watch what the Father is going to do. And I pray today for answered prayer and a mighty outpouring of the Ruach HaKodesh over your life and over your family. What fears are you facing today? Are you facing fears concerning your children? Are you facing fears concerning uh, your your work, your resources, family issues, family matters? Then take it to Yehovah in prayer. Just get up in the morning and get before him and listen. See, I'm not coming here to babble, Father. You know my needs before I even pray. I want to hear from you. What do you have to say to me today? I pray that this word has been a blessing and encouragement to you. If you've been blessed and encouraged with this, I encourage you, put the thumbs up on YouTube. I encourage you to share this message with others, that people will be encouraged in the ways of Yehovah. If you're listening on our Facebook page, I encourage you to keep up with our daily posts, share them as well as we share what's going on, that's what's really going on in Israel. As we get news feeds and stuff from all over the place that we are checking to find the real news on what's happening on the ground here in Israel, we will post that to help you get a better understanding of of what's going on during this war. Thanks for standing with us. If you're blessed and encouraged, you want to sow into the ministry, you can go to bulldozerfaith.com. You will see the Give tab. You can give in your own currency, in your own country. We appreciate everyone that stands with us. And, you know, we are moving in two, two two and a half months, you know. So pray for us for all of the resources. We don't just have to have the resources to move. We have to have the resources for all the deposits and all the things that we are doing. And I don't believe that we're going to be homeless. I believe the Father has a great blessing for us in store. But we don't have anything in preparation right now. Why? Because we live for today. We're not going to worry about tomorrow. So we lift these things before the Father. So if you want to support the work, you can do that on our website. We appreciate you standing with us. Until tomorrow, shalom, shalom.